You unlock this benefit with the key of Patreon. Beyond is another dimension. A dimension of thought. A dimension of speculation. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both waffle and substance. Of things and ideas. You've just crossed into the podcast zone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Trekking Through the Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone. Uh, we are going to be taking ourselves a little break in the most luxurious of, uh, of places. And uh, pip pip to anyone who wants to join us. Uh, and I'm, of course, going to be joined Julian Darius. Julian, how are you doing? You okay? Um, I'm doing all right. I have everything I could ever want. How about you? Yeah, most of the time. I'm getting there, <laughs> I think. Um, yes, we're talking about the episode A Nice Place to Visit, in which Henry Rocky Valentine, uh, lowlife and sort of and, uh, general thug, is shot down by the police. But when, uh, when he comes to, he's joined by a gentleman called Mr. Pip, uh, and he is given the opportunity to have everything he wants. Mr. Pip, dressed in his white suit and little white beard, gives him everything from the luxurious apartment, the casino credit, the women, the works. Um, and Henry... Rocky Valentine quickly believes that he well, realises he is in the afterlife, but is it heaven or is it hell? So, Julian, what do you think about this episode? Um, you know, at its heart, this is a very basic idea, right? Yes. It's a sort of you know, of the many stories that are repeated over and over and over. One is be careful what you wish for. And this is yep. a be careful what you wish for. Um story uh what do you think yeah no it's interesting i like part of it mm-hmm. um i think the we'll, we'll give it away because you know we know we're going to spoil mm-hmm. it but like basically when it's revealed that he's actually in hell i think this is more about the lack of ima- imagination on rocky valentine's part than <laughs> it being hellish because i was still like hang on there's a way around all of this like if you stop and think through all this stuff logically, because Mr. Pip, like, well, basically what happens is he gets his gets taken to this. Uh, Mr. Pip introduces himself, says you can have anything you want, and he takes him to this apartment, and it's 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 like Liberace's reject. I mean, this thing's it's it's gaudy beyond all belief. It's like you know Louis the Fourteenth bathroom designed by <laughs> Donald Trump. It's gonna have a lot of gold. Oh it, yeah. Clearly, like, and I've got some. I have a question about that actually, uh, about the sort of the gaudiness of the apartment. <clears throat> and then obviously he goes to a casino and he's able to win every time, and all the women are sort of fawning over him and everything else. And basically, the the the, the concept is that after a month or so, he's just bored. Like, there's no excitement. If you know you're going to win every time, there's no thrill in this. And that's when it's revealed that it's hell, and he's got to live with this idea for eternity. And that's the sort of the ending credit is. Um, you know, you to, to to basically, yeah, you you have to you get everything what you want, and he has to live with this for eternity. And I'm still going right, and <laughs> like, how is this a punishment? Because basically, at one point, there's a point where he talks to Mister Pip, and he says, "Who's this sort of you know, the, not Colonel Sanders kind of dude?" I, I I'm I struggled, and I was too fond of it. He calls him Fats throughout because he's obviously a very yeah. ton gentleman. And I was a bit like. I'm not sure how I feel about that at a personal <laughs> level, but I'll get over it. Um, but he talks about wanting to rob a bank, and then he says, "Well, is there any chance I can get caught?" And Mister uh, Pip says, um, 
well, if you want there to be a chance you can get caught. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, no, that's not the point. And I said, I was, I was like, okay, well, let's stop. I'll be like, right, okay, I want to have a week. I'm going to go out and commit crimes. Mm-hmm. And what I want you to do is I want you to randomise it, the chances of me getting caught. I don't want to know, but it's going to be randomised. There you go. I've now got, I've now got in the thrill. And if I do get caught, there's going to be a punishment involved. And that's, that, that's what he's looking for. Like I've got to get away, and it's sort of like you know, there's ways and means of making at least adding in that little bit of thrill to get around it. Well, and they kind of like get <clears throat> close to that at the end, and then yeah. Rocky just sort of says like, "Well, no, if I know that it's you know randomized or whatever, you know, losing occasionally is not a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. I still know the deck is rigged in my favor, which is not very satisfying, right? I mean, a- as you say." it doesn't really make sense as to why this is really such a great punishment. And I mean, so I want to, I want to say more about that, but let's back up and, and talk about the depiction of, of Valentine, Rocky Mm. Valentine. I mean, he is again, another sort of stereotype of a criminal. I mean, and to some degree, I find it, charming and entertaining right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. police you're like screws you'll never get me yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and it's like he's straight out of um you know a b movie uh from the era and you know so he's killed i i do you know part of the entertainment is sort of how over the top he is mm. um i i am of all of the things in this episode I am most charmed by the idea that by the idea of a guy who uh, meets his guardian angel and within minutes tries to mug him. <laughs> you know, like I just thought that's so charming. Uh, you know, I love this so much. And seeing him in the casino, you know, casinos are entertaining. You know, mm-hmm. the chicks are entertaining. Mm-hmm. Winning is entertaining. Throwing money around. I mean, you know, there's good stuff here. That's the stuff that, you know, I sort of like. Um, but a- again, you're right that, it, you know, I'm, at the end of the day, it's just a twist that that really doesn't make that much sense. No, it basically lands on the fact that, that Rocky Valentine has got no imagination mm-hmm. because he actually asks at one point, for he says, well, I want a million dollars in 5G notes. And it appears. And, but there's still no question of going, where are you spending this? Mm-hmm. Because we've had food materialize, clothes appear in your wardrobe. You don't. You, you can. We can. Mister Pipple give you a car. What do you need money for? <clears throat> you know, it's it's this thing of like it's, it goes to show more about the lack of imagination of the character, which is again this thing of punishment. He's trapped in this thing where he can't think his way out of it because he's not that kind of character. Um, but you know, I'm sitting there going, all right, well, I'm so I'm trapped in this. But I can have anything I want. I'll have a big screen TV <laughs> and every film I've ever wanted to see. And I'm gonna sit it for eternity. All right, well, let's let's get comfy. Because I'm got gonna I don't have to eat if I'm dead. So, you mm-hmm. know, I can enjoy stuff. So let's just do it. Just seems like this idea seems really flawed as a as a as a depiction of hell. Yeah, no, I agree. And I found myself thinking. I mean, so there there are some sort of more existential things, but but I found myself thinking, man, take up a reading habit. Yeah. Like, That's, you yeah. know, I mean, 
first of all, I'd be like, you know, yeah, okay. So I don't want to go to a casino that often. Is it fun to rob a bank? Sure. But, you know, I don't want to rob a bank that often. How many banks can you rob before you're bored with it anyway? Yeah. I mean, the point of that wasn't a, a, a lifestyle. I mean, the idea is that he's sort of an adrenaline junkie and he's, you know, all about the, he's chasing the thrills. But, you know, OK, so you've got all the time in the world. Nobody there are no demons here poking you with burning <laughs> steaks or anything. You know, take up a reading habit. There's got to be something in your life that is meaningful beyond just the joy of killing screws and taking down scores, right? Yeah, well, that's it. Like, it's not just that. Like, it could be anything. He, he likes clothes. All right, mm. do something with that. There are things that you could do with this. Like, you can go anywhere. You can do anything. Travel. I know it's not the real places, but I'd like to go to a depiction of the pyramids of, of Giza. I want to go visit exactly what they look like. I want to travel around that. I want to go to see, you know, Ayers Rock or, or Uluru. Uh, yeah, well, you could do all this stuff. It's, again, it comes down to this idea, and that's the frustration of this thing. Is like it's it's a hell built of the if, if of a of a man's ignorance. Um, yeah. But I mean, what I like about that is, you know, I mean, it is just that central premise of be careful what you wish for. Yeah. And the premise seems to be that really, you know, if you want a man to suffer, give him what he wants. And there's truth to that. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it doesn't really work as it plays out, but there's a certain truth to that. And I do find myself wondering, you know, um, the same way that you see somebody meeting their clone in a movie. And I think, okay, this is one of the key existential sort of things for me. I have to get along with myself. <laughs> you know, if I don't get along with myself and my versions of myself are like, you know what? I don't trust you. You're kind of a dick, <laughs> you know? I, I, I've got a backup plan for when the other Julian uh, screws me over. I'm just a shit heel, man. Yeah. Um, if I can have anything I want and, you know, the things that we want in life should be things that really would make us happy, that wouldn't fade momentarily. That's mm -hmm. not to say that life doesn't involve challenges that, you know, none of us should ever be utopian and stationary. Right. Mm -hmm. But if we got everything we wanted, I mean, hopefully we would be happy or at least happier. There'd be other things that we'd want to do, other books to read or whatever. But I mean, if what he likes is um, sort of beautiful girls who he has no intimacy with. How have you not figured out that you find that unsatisfying by yeah. now? Right. Yeah. It's not like Rocky as a person is somebody who, you know, I, I you know, I don't know. I mean, he, if if he's somebody who doesn't value intimacy, he never says like, oh, get out of here, you're fake. You know, that's love's not real. He has no concern for intimacy or love. So what's his real objection that he's bored with them? OK, so, you know, conjure up some new beautiful girls if he's one of these sort of, uh, you know, uh, new girl every night. That's what I need sort of guy. I mean, and if that's not doesn't make you happy, why were you doing that in life? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's distinguished that he's declared that he's bored. And I think, you know, um, I often remember being called as a, saying as a kid, you know, you'd say, oh, I'm bored. And you get the old adage of like, well, only boring people get bored. 
and you know it's it, it's not it's not true um because i still get bored now but it's this idea of imagination isn't it sort of like you know well we you if you if you if you're a kid and you get bored then yes because you've got certain limitations but if you're sort of you have access to an ability to create anything you want then then there's no need to get bored like he he likes music and dancing mm-hmm. cool do that you know that's yeah. not about winning that's just about enjoying the moment you know take up other things it's bizarre this episode it's just it does it just comes it just frustrates me this episode where i'm just like right someone needs to sit down with rocky and tell him you know and, and that's clearly the point and part of the point but yeah it didn't work as a hell to me however i would say i kind of like mr pip yes he's great um and i like the fact that when he turns because there's, there's there's a couple of good moments in this he has some great dialogue and the moment he says something about uh, uh rocky valentine says something but i need that like a hole in the head and pip's like well you know you say that <laughs> yeah you had one not too long ago because you were shot <laughs> Um, and I, I love that whole sort of uh, interaction and the fact that, like, you know, it's, I mean, I guess, you know, I, I guess what the, the twist is going to be. Right. And so when, when I'm watching Pip, I'm like, okay, let's see, how are you taunting Rocky? Because that's what, that's what it becomes. And you can see that the actor's clearly going, like, right, so if I, you know, we are going to play this, of like, I'm going to give you everything, but I'm also going to twist, it's like that evil genie, I'm going to twist everything you ask for to make it almost the corrupt you know that sort of corrupted version of uh what it is you're asking for kind of thing yeah except he doesn't right what's the what's the corrupted version what that what? you can't lose i mean but he says oh i can make you lose right i can work in an element of chance here um maybe it's the way he voices it it's, it's, it's that thing yeah. that works and if you want mm. it's that thing isn't it? he keeps putting he keeps putting it back onto to rocky and rocky's the one going i don't want it to be on me I want to live a life that I don't and I don't know. And mm-hmm. and this Pip keeps going, well, no, you tell me whatever, whatever you want will happen. And it sort of makes sort of makes Pip that sort of uh, a delivery system, not, uh, you know, not a, uh, you know, not an imagination system. And I think that's the, that's the corruption It's Pip's going, no, no, this is you, mate. This is, this is, the, this is a hell of your making. Um, and I think that's the sort of thing I think it's, you know, they, they sort of build that in a little bit later on. Yeah, and that's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and of course, you know, I mean, this is really just sort of this episode boils down to that twist. I agree yep. with you about Pip. He sort of steals the show a bit. Um, and but it only works with Rocky being this ridiculously two dimensional character. Mm. And. Yeah, clearly, if this is what hell is for everyone, it does not work for most people. I mean, and Rocky is so two dimensional that he keeps threatening Pip. He keeps just being such a dick. Hey, fatso, you know, hey, fat, you know, it's like he's such a dick. And when he goes to the Hall of Records, I mean, I have such a problem with even good characters in movies don't say thank you enough. Mm. Uh, I'm, you know, and I'm not a Midwestern please and thank you kind of guy, but there is just a kind of like basic humanity of like, I, I again and again, you know, like if you asked for a million dollars and somebody materialized it, you'd say, Hey buddy, you know, thanks a lot. Instead. He's like threatening him with a gun two seconds later, you know? Yeah. And it, so this, 
this sort of to the extent that this works at all, it only works because he's so cardboard. And yes. I guess, you know, hell is fine for ninety nine percent of people. <laughs> it's just people like uh, Rocky. Yeah, I'm interested because at one point he says about uh, seeing his friends because he, when Rocky thinks it's he- uh, heaven, it's oh, I think I thought heaven was for the other kinds of people, you know, like school teachers. And uh, Pip's like, well, we, we do have a couple of school teachers here. Mm. <laughs> Again, like he never says it's heaven or hell, but I, I just like Pip. Just is just the fun part of this this episode. I enjoy yeah. his his presence. Um, as a final thought, there's just one thing I wanted to just ask about and <clears throat> pick up on. That apartment, it's, and again, and this might be a historical thing, this may be a sort of a, a, a you know, fashion of a different era. It's vile, it's gaudy, and it's awful. But, like, is it supposed to be classy or is it supposed to be, like you said, he's two dimensional because he thinks it's great? Mm. Is it supposed to be this thing of like tacky people have tacky tastes? Yeah, I think so. Okay, I was I was just I, mean, I was looking I was a bit curious. I, yeah, I I I don't know that it's I don't feel that it's that awful, but it's definitely makes me uncomfortable just looking at it. And I think all those you know those terrible sort of like you know Victorian tables with drawers under them, and and you know I I'd the be poor, tripping over everything. Footed, yeah, the poor footed chairs and the the, you know, the doors with the the gold inlay on and all this and stuff like that. I hate even the bed the bed's got like silk like ruched curtains around it and all this other stuff like it, it's so overly opulent that it, you know like I say it's it's ridiculous but it's almost like his imagination of what wealth is mm-hmm. well um, that's that nouveau riche thing right you know yes. I mean it's why you know, again, I mean, I don't want to make it too political, but I mean, it's why Trump thinks that it's classy. It's so classy because it's mm. like covered with gold everywhere and gold inlay and, you know, picture frames with gold trim. I mean, all of which is the definition of bad taste. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, traditionally is connected with that sort of like nouveau riche, mm. you know rich people don't actually live like any of this shit right rich people never lived like this this is um yeah you were talking about um what's his name the pianist um liberace yeah this is you know sort of like liberace idea of wealth it's a trump idea of wealth it's not actually lavish at all but that might come down to the set designer or you know making fun of the two-dimensionality of valentine yeah, well, this set does get used again, so we, we will be mentioning it again soon. Um, any final thoughts? Uh, I like this episode better when it was remade as The Good Place, although I guessed all of the twists in that, and including twists that they weren't smart enough to do. <laughs> it's a good point. I haven't thought about The Good Place. But yes, yes, I, I did like that show. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, Thank you very much for joining us in the good place or the bad place. (laughs) And uh, I hope you join us on the next episode.